Hello and welcome to Ion Princeton. This podcast is dedicated to informing city residents like you about the happenings here in Princeton, Texas. Each episode will help you find the things you need to know to navigate in and around the city. We keep our eye out for businesses that are coming to town, road construction updates, city ordinances, and public safety. We also like to highlight local residents that live in the city. Right now, we'll hand things off to your host and Princeton resident, Mitchell Chase. Thank you very much, Greg Price. I appreciate that intro. And we are at the fire department, Princeton Fire Department HQ, that's headquarters. And we're with Zach Leonard, who is an engineer with the Princeton Fire Department. Zach, welcome. Thanks for inviting us in and let us have this conversation. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. So um, we're talking about boat safety. But just real quick before we get into that, you're an engineer with the Princeton Fire Department? That's correct. And what does that entail? My job at the fire department, I'm on a daily basis, I come in every morning, I check the truck off. I'm the driver. So sometimes engineer is kind of a weird word, but in all reality, I drive the fire truck. I drive the engine at Central Station I'm on C-Shift. So my job is to drive the truck, pump the truck. I assist the officer that's on duty with things and mainly just to keep the cleanliness of the truck up, make sure everything's running correctly in the mornings, make sure we have everything we need. Well, thank you for your service. I appreciate that. And the rest of your team too. You are yes, sir. appreciated. We're talking about boat safety, and for those that are new to Princeton, you know, explain the lake that we have access to. With it being summertime, I think it's very important for us to talk about boat safety. Um, lake Levon is one of those lakes that's very large. Um, it faces north and south. In Texas here, we have winds that they either come out of the north or they come out of the south. Very rarely do we have east or west winds, which that causes for big waves, a lot of wind on the lake. So with boat safety, there's a lot to talk about with Lake Levon. It's a muddy bottom lake. It's a very rangeable as far as the depth of the lake. And there's a lot of trees in the lake. There's a lot of hazards that a lot of people don't know about. So it's important to know not only what to have in your boat to be safe, but know the water you're going out on before you go out on a busy weekend. Is there a chart or anything or information that boaters can access it? So most people that have a boat, they have some sort of GPS. If you have a GPS, then all of the known hazards, they are in that GPS. If you don't have one, you can go down to the Parks and Rec office in Wiley. Um, It's at the dam, um, if they know where the dam is on the lake. And they can get a lake map. They can get information on the lake. They can talk to some of the park rangers, and they, they'll be able to get them all the information they need. Let's start now with they have a boat. They're going. They launch it into the lake. Right. Basically, what's the equipment, safety equipment that should be in that boat? Let's talk first about before you're even put into the water. For me, I've been around boats my whole life. My whole family has boats. We fish offshore, fish inshore. I mean, I've just been around them my whole life. So before you even put in, I always look at the bottom of my boat, make sure that there's no gaping holes, make sure that I didn't hit anything on the way to, to the lake or wherever I'm going. Make sure your plug's in the boat. That's very important. If you don't have a plug, then the boat doesn't float. So that's something very important to have. Um... Just do a regular, basically a quick maintenance check. So run around, make sure you have no holes, make sure your plug's in, make sure you have everything you need, make sure you start your boat real quick, turn it right back off so it doesn't overheat, but then you know that your motor's going to start once you get it in the water, or once you back it in the water, just leave it hooked up until you know that your motor's going to start. On that lake, I haven't been myself. I'm new to Princeton, okay. so that's one of the neat things about this show. I on Princeton is uh, sharing information that I'm even learning right. and passing it on. So, let's say you're on the lake, your engine fails. Okay, how can you get help? First off, if you're a mechanically inclined individual, 
and you can look at your battery cables. Always start off simple. Check your battery cables. Check your kill switch. Check and make sure your boat's in neutral. Check the basic things that can make a boat not start. Other than that, if you're taking on water, if the waves are bad, call 911 immediately, obviously. Um, when you're in a sinking boat, there's no time to mess around. That's something that needs to be taken care of very quickly. If it's not an emergency, at the fire department, we like to be available for emergencies. It's a very large lake. Us and Wiley, FD, and a little bit of Lucas, we cover that lake. Right. We like to be ready. So if it's not an emergency, there's plenty of boat tow companies that will come out and get you. We don't do boat tows. But if it is an emergency, obviously, we'll be more than happy to come out and get you. All right. So we head out, let's say, with a family of four, mom, dad, two kids, right? Okay. They're in the boat. And what do they need to have to be safe and, and legal? Okay. In a boat, there's things that you have to have and there's things that you should have. So in a boat to be legal, first off, every boat, they have a kill switch. Your kill switch needs to be on. If you're driving the boat, it needs to be on. It's actually a state law now. You have to wear it all the time. On top of that, you have to have a life jacket for every individual in the boat. And then you have to have what's called a throw cushion. So your throw cushion is basically just a square life jacket that you can throw um, if somebody falls in the water, that should be your first thing to reach. We call it reach, throw, row, go. The first thing that you should do is reach. So you're reaching for the individual. Then you throw your top, I think it's called a top five. That's your square yep. little throw life jacket. And then if you can't, try to get over to them in the boat. And then if not, obviously your last resort is to get in the water and to call 911, please, before you do that. Also, some more safety equipment that you need to have. Obviously, you need to have life jackets. You need to have your throw cushion. You need to have towels obviously look at your electrical equipment on your boat in the state of texas you have to have navigation lights which means a bow and a stern light there's a clear white light that's at the back of the boat yeah and there's a red and green light that's at the front of the boat so if you're driving around at night that has to be working real quick with boats do they have to be registered with the state of texas that's correct is it like an automobile you register it every year so with boats it's a little bit different i believe it's every two years it might be a little bit longer than that it's kind of weird with a boat because your trailer you go to where i live it's a tax office for both of them but some places you got to go to the dmv for the trailer and then you got to go to texas parks and wildlife for the actual boat registration for those could you mention you've gone fishing and stuff fishing licenses required in the state of texas that is correct so in the state of Texas, I think it's if you're over the age of 16, you are required to have a actual fishing license. There's a youth license that you get that it kind of covers everything. My dad always got me one, even though it wasn't really required, because you have to be with a, an of-age hunter or fisherman at the same time. Right. But there's there's several different kinds of licenses you can get. You can get just an in, inshore fishing license. You can get a hunting and fishing license, which is called a super combo. And that covers your salt water, your fresh water. It covers hunting. It covers just about everything. But if you're going to have a fishing pole in the boat, everybody in the boat needs to have a fishing license. Okay. Let's move on to this. The equipment for emergencies, what does the Princeton Fire Department have? What equipment do you have as far as for maritime? We have two boats. We have a boat down at Station 4, which is down by the lake. It's actually in the community of Branch, which is our fire district. So we have a boat down there that responds to lake emergencies down there. And then we have a boat up here at station one as well that responds to lake emergencies. When's a good time to put on a life vest? Obviously, if somebody doesn't know how to swim, if they're getting out on the lake, they should have a life vest on. Right. Even if you do know how to swim, a lake's a very dangerous place. Whether you're on a lake, an ocean, you could just be in a creek. If you're going to be by the water, wear a life jacket. Even if you are a strong swimmer, there's things called undertow or undercurrent that can sweep you underneath the water. And it doesn't matter how strong of a swimmer you are, it'll get you. So the best thing to do is if you have your kids with you or even an adult, always wear your life jacket from the time 
you get on the boat ramp to the time you get off the boat. The life jackets for certification. What do we want to see on the label? Any life jacket you buy from Walmart Academy, they're all perfectly fine to buy. Obviously, there's different weight classifications. I couldn't tell you exactly what the sticker looks like, but you can look at the life jackets and they'll, there's different sizes. Obviously, a male that's my size versus 100 pounds, they would have two different kinds of life jackets. Or there's actually these new life jackets that a lot of guys that fish use that are super light. It's not like wearing a hot life jacket all day. It's basically a ring that just goes around the back of your neck. And if you hit the water, some of them, they deploy automatically. They blow up and basically cause flotation. Or there's one that has a pull cord as well. Let's go to the kill switch for a minute. Okay. Is that on any boat you should have a kill switch? I mean, is that like if you were to pass out, fall off the boat or something like this to make it So it, it can be for several different things. Every boat should have a kill switch in it unless somebody has taken it off or wired through it. But every boat, when you buy one from a dealership, they come with a kill switch. It's basically a red button that is next to the key. And it has a lanyard that comes off of it that plugs in. If a boat is equipped with a kill switch and the lanyard is not on it, then the boat will not start. It will not do anything until that kill switch is is on there. It's a great backup. When it comes to other safety equipment, fire extinguisher? That's correct. That's actually another thing that you have to have legally. Kill switches, life jackets, you got to have a fire extinguisher. I think it's if the boat is more than 16 feet long, honestly. Being a fireman, anything can happen whether you're on a boat with a battery propelled device anything can happen accidents happen so it's always best always have your safety equipment always have your fire extinguisher always have your air horn or some type of flare gun or just have everything and more that you need in order to get out of a situation especially at nighttime have a flashlight with you if your lights don't work for some reason you have your boat starts taking on water it shorts out carry a flashlight carry something to where you can wave it at us to where if we're coming to get you we can find you quicker are there speed limits on the lake or any restrictions so on lake levon there's not a speed limit now that's not to say that you shouldn't go a certain speed lake levon like i said earlier in this interview has a lot of hazards so lake levon it was a man-made lake that was all farmland at one point so there is trees in the water there's old fences there's tons of different things that you can hit there's concrete there's sandbars when you're going fast whether you're in a bass boat or you're in a ski boat um, there's places on the lake that it's safer to ski than other places there's places that it's safer to go fast than other places if you're in a boat keep it at a reasonable speed even if you are doing everything safe and you're going fast and the waves are big it's easy to get a boat out of hand very quickly and it's really hard to overcome that one of the things you had mentioned which is the wind north and south you know going north or south one of the things with boating is that the the weather can change really quick that's correct it can look sunny and beautiful and the next thing you know that's very correct Especially in the summertime here in Texas. Most of the time in Texas, the wind comes out of the south. About 95% of the time, the wind's going to probably be blowing out of the south in the summertime just because that's where all the wind currents are at that point in time. And in Texas, this time of year, it gets really hot, so pop-up storms pop up in the afternoon. So being weather aware, always having a weather radar, whether it's on your cell phone. On my phone, I'm on the lake so much that I have alerts that wherever I'm at, it'll just automatically pop up on my phone so I can see. And let you know. And let me know if the weather's going to get bad. Having had experience myself, it is very nerve-wracking to be on the water when all of a sudden the waves are breaking over the boat. That's correct. You're getting more water on board than you are getting. That's correct. I've been in that situation myself. It's not fun. So taking any kind of precautions that you can to make that not happen. Um, 
at Lake Levon, if the wind's blowing out of the south really hard and you still want to go out on the lake, then go to the south end of the lake. Um, if you look at water, it takes a while for waves to build and form. So if you're right next to the dam on the south side of the lake and the wind's blowing, it doesn't matter if it's blowing five miles an hour or 20 miles an hour. The wind, the water's not going to be bad over there. But if you go to the north end of the lake, the water may be very, very different. So even just going to different parts of the lake with the wind, it will change drastically. I want to go back to something that you'd mentioned earlier. I think you said reach, throw, row, go. Is Do I have that correct? That's correct. Would you break that down? Right. At the fire department, whether you're a fire department personnel or you're just a normal citizen, that's a very good thing to remember for not only your safety, but the person in the waters. So if somebody falls out of a boat and you can reach for them safely from in the boat and grab them, get them back in the boat. So that's your reach stage. Your throw stage is you have a throw cushion. Always have some rope with you or nylon rope, whatever you'd like to have to where you can tie it on to that square throw, throw device and you can throw it to them and get it to them. Whether that's a circular or square floating device, whatever you have, always have something that you can throw to them. They can hang on to it. You can pull them back over to the boat. The row stage basically is if you can push the boat over to them and they can grab a hold of the side of the boat quickly and you can do that efficiently, awesome, then do that. And then obviously the go stage is you getting in the water. Now, for people that can't swim well, if the waves are bad, that's a last resort. If nothing else works, then obviously get in the water if you're comfortable with it. If you're not comfortable with it, if you're getting to the go stage, you should already be calling 911. If it's not an emergency and something happens and nothing happens, then okay, that we're more than happy to be there. And for you to say, hey, everything's okay. We don't need you. Perfect. We'll go put the boat on the trailer and we'll go home. But we would be happy to be en route and get there quickly for you. I think it'd be remiss not to mention this, and that is the mixture of boating and alcohol. It can be a good mixture and it can be safe, but what are the things we need to be aware of when drinking? So just me personally, if I'm operating a boat, I'm not drinking. Obviously, everybody's an adult. Um, I'm not going to tell them what they can and can't do, but being in situations, the game wardens are out, not to mention it's just not safe. You drink a beer and automatically you start losing your cognizance of what's going on. Being on the water, it's very dangerous. If you don't know what you're doing, if you haven't been around a boat a lot, if you have a new boat, even if you've been on a boat 30 years and you're a captain and you drive that boat every day, it's just something not safe to do. Now, with what you were talking about, game wardens and things like that, can somebody get a a BWI boating while under the influence? That's correct. It's a very real thing. Obviously, the game wardens would be somebody to contact for that. I'm just a fireman. Obviously, I don't know the laws, but... There's laws that apply on the lake just like in a normal vehicle. If you have a situation that comes up and you're calling 911, where do the 911 calls go in the area? Depending on where you are, if you're on the south end of the lake, it may go to Wiley Dispatch. If you're up here, it'll go to Collin County Dispatch. So Collin County Dispatch dispatches all of our calls for us. They're great, by the way. It goes over to the communication center. You'll talk to somebody, a dispatcher that is trained, and then they will dispatch us. When there are going to be holidays like uh, Memorial Day, the 4th of July, Labor Day, and so forth, do you go out? That's and, correct. And so just set up there? Every holiday weekend, we try to have a boat on the water. Um, not to say that that happens every time, just because we are busy. Um, sometimes it happens to where we can't, but... Every holiday, we do our absolute best to have a boat on the water. As far as us having a boat on the water, Wiley Fire Department sometimes has one on the water. The game wardens are sometimes out there. Collin County Sheriff's Office is sometimes out there. So we all try to do our due diligence to be in the water and to be close and available. 
Zach just reviewed, when we go out on the boat, we need to have a life vest for everybody that's on the boat. You got to have that life vest. You have to have a throw cushion, best to have a line. So you tie the line to throw cushion. If somebody falls overboard, whatever, you can throw it to them. A fire extinguisher, the kill switch. These are uh, things that... Some Some type of sound device as well. Like a horn? Like a horn. It can either be visual or sound or both. It's really best to have both. A whistle will suffice, but a whistle, an air horn... Something that you can hear from a good ways away that we can hear. And then if you want to have a flare gun as well, that always helps, especially at nighttime. If you can shoot up a flare, obviously we know where you're going to be. Has there ever been a fog on the lake? Like as far as weather fog? Yeah. like Absolutely. So okay. myself being a duck hunter, I duck hunt at Levon a lot. If you go to the northwest side of the lake, there's actually a water treatment plant. In that water treatment plant, the water obviously coming out of there is warm. So during the winter time, right. there's almost always a fog on the north side of the lake. And then with different weather patterns, obviously you can get a fog across the whole lake. Um, it just depends on the day and the weather. And obviously if you're caught in the fog, slow it down. Slow it down. It's best to have a GPS. If you're going to be on a lake, spend the money, get some type of GPS device to where you can see where you're going. It's easy. I mean, it doesn't matter how well you know a lake. If the fog's really bad... You can get turned around very quickly. You may just be driving in circles and you might not even know it. Can you get fuel out there? I believe in Wiley at Collin Park, there is a fuel station. Otherwise, you would bring it in yourself. That's correct. So with carrying gas cans or gas containers, there's some safety tips that we should be aware of. Obviously, if you're going to be out for a very long time carrying a gas can, don't put it next to your motor. Anything that can spark, obviously, that causes hazards. Keep it on the other side of the boat. Most of the time, if you're in a boat on... Levon for the day, you have plenty of gas with just a full tank of gas. Always make sure your boat's full before you go out on the lake, just in case you get in trouble or whatnot. There you're out for extra time. It's easy just to get a full tank and not have to worry about it. Any tips for water skiers and being safe? Water skiing is dangerous. I've done it myself. It's a great time. It's it's very enjoyable. When you're water skiing, obviously at Lake Levon, along with other lakes around the area, um, it's not just Levon, it's everywhere, but be cognizant of where you're towing and where you're skiing a lot of the time at Levon, you'll see people skiing on the south end that's because from about halfway up the lake to the north there's trees down by the dam it's pretty open it's a whole lot safer to go ski by the dam than it would be on the north side of the lake not to say that there's not hazards because there's always a chance of there being hazards but it's a lot safer to be down there than it is on the north side zach sure appreciate you talking to us about boating Lake Safety, Lake Levon, and, and uh, everything you shared with us today. Thank Absolutely. You. Thank and, you. Uh, we appreciate the whole Princeton Fire Department for their dedication and their work to all of us here in the city of Princeton. Yes, sir. We all appreciate it. Thank you for listening to Eye on Princeton, a podcast focused on the happenings in Princeton, Texas. We always welcome your feedback, ideas, suggestions, comments, or questions by email to Chase at mitchellmchase.com. Until next time, blessings to you and yours. Ion Princeton is produced by Chase Productions. Copyright 2022.